When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hello, and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. How are you, Jordana? What's going on? We're ramping up towards the wedding. You sent out that pre-wedding email (laughs) the one to get everyone hyped up with all the information that i kind of skimmed through and i just pray to god that i got all the stuff i needed how do you how do you feel it's so funny like some of the stuff is like obvious and some of them it's like well nothing's too obvious for the idiots attending your wedding um (laughs) you need a passport to go to mexico blah blah blah. but then like my mom's like trolling me she's like making fun of me she's like i need a graduate degree to read the whole pamphlet like you're like like, i love that (laughs) that is funny because it's somewhat generational like i have seen that email before like i know that email i i I expect that email i i think for our parents generation it's like what's all this you you go you got the invitation you go that's That's exactly what she said it's like you show (laughs) up i don't understand but it's funny because it's like the specifics in the email are really just for her. Like everyone knows <laughs> to like check that they have a valid passport and like that they don't need to go through customs on the way into like, it's really just for her. So it's funny that she's probably gonna be the only one who doesn't read it. She's the only, it's it's just for her and she's the uh, going to ask you the questions anyway. Right, exactly. So it's yeah. kind of pointless, but um, yeah, I, I did a well, whole, I did- whole very detailed uh, welcome packet for the users, for the listeners at home about my wedding weekend. There were a couple of things that you can tell who said it. Like, I, just from knowing you, I'm like, this is the wedding planner versus this is Jordana and Mike. Right. Like, I could tell, like, just the way it's written. Like, there's just, it just so, it's not, let's, let's put it this way. It's not getting an email from the Betches Sup. No, you know? there's, there's not <laughs> as much humor in it. This is a- yeah. <laughs> it's very, like, and our favorite is the spa. You should check it out. And you're like, is this the station that comes on at the Marriott? You know, like, right. with, you know, like with uh, Mario Lopez. It was definitely a joint effort for me and my planner. Um, and it's not at all like my like I'm ex- that these are the kinds of things I'm excited to not have to think about once totally. this is over. <laughs> I, I I can like will that grandma it- get through customs or get through, you know, I don't. I don't well, I don't like I, not thinking about that. <laughs> well, it t- I totally understand. It's like, you know, trying to get your grandmother onto Zoom. 
Like there are extra components that no bride had to deal with that are the biggest headache that you don't want to deal with. Because I did go to the email to see what the COVID stuff was. Right. Your email reminded me to look at my passport to make sure that it hadn't expired. And then it also made me think, oh, do I need to get a test to get into Mexico? Do I need it to come home? Those were really the three things I wanted to see. And that was the that was really the most important thing on there. Yeah, that and those are understandable. But again, just like you said, your mom will be calling you seven minutes before her flight, being like, "Do I need a test? Do I have, is it rapid? What is right. going on?" You know, and you're like, "Oh, this is why the email existed two months ago or a month. You know, we're a month and a week away." Right. And she's definitely not going to know or like, you know, where is a good dinner spot around here? Like she's going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, you, you should write out like a form thing for like, just keep that handy. Like when she's like, where am I eating? Well, right. just like have two options, like just cut it down. I should just have like an addendum that's just for her. <laughs> Maybe the email. It's like, she's like, seems like it's to everybody, oh, but it's just to her. The best is she goes like, I want the wedding planner's phone number. I go, her email's on the wedding package. She goes, no, I want her phone number. I'm like, I'm not doing that to her. Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> are you, are you the, joking? <laughs> why like, does she like need to, it? I like to have a conversation. Like, what if I need this? What I'm like, I'm like, no, she's not like your assistant. She's like the wedding. No. Like, I'm like, you're not getting her number. <laughs> she's <laughs> my assistant. She's yours. Right. You know, <laughs> I want her number. Can you imagine? You're like, that's a very curb your enthusiasm type of thing where she somehow gets the number. And now your wedding planner, you're like, what are we doing next? And it's like your mom's like dealing with her. on. Right. A, She's like, like I don't know. Assistant. She's like, I don't know. I have to let your mom like escort your mom to figure out where the bathrooms are. Like, Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, this is all very exciting. This is like, this is the type of wedding stuff I live for hearing about these small kind of quote unquote luxury lounge issues that kind of go, go with it. Uh, there are so many luxury lounge issues. Every time I talk to my venue, I feel like Shane from uh, white Lotus. I, <laughs> I love it. I, I think that's so great. That's why white Lotus works. That's why so yes. many people were like that show. Like if you haven't watched it, but you know that people were very like touched by it in a way that was like, trying to remove themselves from being a white Lotus character, which means right. they were the most white Lotus character ever. No, I feel, yeah, I definitely feel myself in, in that and not yeah. as like the good people. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm the bad person. Yeah, I'm, I'm the bad, the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. I'm like, well, it's funny. Cause you have that. I mean, if you don't listen to white Lotus, if you've never seen it, you're not going to, understand this but it's like an absurd character who's like complaining about you know not mm. getting the the best room in the place but i'm like he's got a point he's got a point this is the thing <laughs> it's uh, no problems or problems until they're your problem right you and know, then and, it's and, like and then it's the biggest problem right and, and i mean that's like this that's this whole podcast i was thinking mm. about that. That, that that's a good kind of transition because i was thinking about like how much more i relate to the emails now that i'm back in this pool of dating right like, i always I'm understood the emails i always knew how to answer them but i think i am 
being brought back to the angst of them. And I think that's really good for the show. Not for <laughs> Yeah, that, well, I'm happy we can help the show. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I to, not to not to sacrifice your you know mental health for the show, sure. but I do think that like obviously there is a sense of like when we were both in relationships, long especially long term relationships. Yes, you 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 know it's like when I hear about you know when I listen to Diet Starts Tomorrow and I'm like just don't eat the cookie, okay? Like <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like easy there, Jordana. I am a, right. a frequent <laughs> guest on that show. No, I'm a guest. I, I love the I love the yeah. show, but I'm kind of like. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm sometimes I, I, I feel like I totally relate to something. Other times I'm like that. But totally. I feel like with this, it's kind of the same thing. Like when you're in it, mm-hmm. when you're like um, like when something hits you, you definitely realize like how hard, much harder it is to follow the advice than to. Oh, my give God. It. Well, I and also I can understand that, like, it was easier to hear from us. So maybe it's it, it might be easier to hear from us when we're both in long term relationships, like the things we say, because like now someone could think like, I don't know, like I'm in it and I'm talking about it. So like I, I can understand how someone hears me talk about dating and they're like, well, that's just you because I'm like in it. I don't know, but I don't believe that to be the case. Like I I'm tr- I am as honest now as I've ever been, you know, but um. It is, I don't know if maybe it's, I could understand someone listening to this and, and listen, the numbers go up. So people are enjoying this show that this is encouraging. Um, I want everyone to go share. I was out on the West side highway today. There was a, a young woman that was going on her run. She like literally holds her phone up to me and goes, I'm listening right now, which is the coolest <laughs> thing in the entire world. So we want to thank you guys for listening and thank you for spreading the word. Make it your Instagram stories. Keep sending these episodes to the group chats that they're applicable for. But I, you know, I was like, I've gone out with people and I'm on these things being like, like I've done this already. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, you know, it's like, it kind of feels like a lot of times, especially as you get older, like, when you go on a date at 24, you're like, wow, look at me. I'm an adult. I'm going on a date. You know, like, right. I'm like, I'm like, uh, it's like I'm in the TV show. Like, it's there's kind <laughs> of like that aspect of it. Yeah, right. You're 36 and you're on this first, especially the first date. It feels like you've got to a certain level of the video game and you died and you have to start the game over and play all the levels you've already played. Okay, but is there any is is that like fun at times or? Yeah, there's fun, but it's it's like oh, I remember this. I remember beating this bad guy. Like that's a fun reminiscent time. This isn't to say like, right? And again, like it is fun. It is enjoyable. I'm not like this isn't about the people I'm with, but it's like the beats you have to hit right. certain beats on the date to get through to the beats that get you to know one another. Does that right. make sense? Like you have to do like there's no skipping. Do, I mean, yeah, there's no skipping. You can't to like, skip. All right, we're just like moving in. <laughs> I, exactly. Well, you could, like, but it's un, un, ill-advised. Uh, ill-advised. And, and also you could like, I don't know, maybe those are the people you should see again. The, the dates that felt like you skipped a bunch of steps that don't didn't need to happen. But like you do go, you know, you have to go on these dates to introduce right. yourself to people and go, 
So where are you from? What do you do? Oh, that job? How do you? And, and it's like, there's a point where you go, I've heard all the jobs. I've heard all the families. I, I you right. know, like, I, 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 I don't know. The, this yeah, is and, kinda, and I, this is why I like, I, again, I'm like brought back to the angst of dating more like the situations. We know the situation. I know the situations. I know the answers to the questions, but it's more that like, oh, we're I, like, do I want to do that? I can understand why people are bogged down. That's my. I totally get that. And it's interesting. I feel like that's the reason a lot of people don't leave long-term relationships that they're like not super happy in that they're like mm. kind of whatever about because they're like oh, i gotta start from like level one Re- like, level one <laughs> i'm already a <at> level seven <laughs> it's like solid you know sure. like it's good enough right i mean there's a, yeah i think that there are a lot of people there's a sense of that like you know, like I could start again and get to level 12 or, but it could take me like years, but then I'm, you know, I might, every time it doesn't work out one of those three monthers, you're like, oh, okay. I'm back to back to level one, back to level one. Yeah, I, I agree. And th- I mean, the same could be said for the people that don't go on the first date. We have a lot of people that are like, Hey, I have a lot of open conversations. I have these open tabs of, of dating conversation. And I have that right now. Like I, I brought up last week, you know, downloading hinge out of boredom. And I've kind of had these like half conversations and it does become this molehill that gets turned into a mountain of like, is this text conversation good enough to get me on the first date or was it just good enough to have with anyone? And that's not about me being too good for the first date. I'm just saying, is our match here worth exploring a first date that is already annoying anyway? Right. And if it's like, if it's not as exciting and fun as it used to be, there's less like, let's, who cares? Just go. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, well, that, 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 bring, <laughs> that brings us to uh, the subject of the you up with benefits. And if you're not a subscriber, that is this week's kind of subject is like a lot of people when they fix you up, they're like, who cares? Just go. And it's like, yeah, you're not in touch with the angst of a first date and and, you know, the, the who right. cares, your friend that's like, who cares? Just meet them. And you're like, ah, no, I need more information. Right. I need to be more excited about this. I need this yeah. to taste better. Because they're thinking about it from the sense of like, OK, like I haven't I'm in a relationship, so I haven't been on a date in, uh, you know. In yeah, years. they'd be pumped Dates to go on fun. a date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'd be pumped to leave their husband for a minute and you know, have a night over the, you right. know, some guy they're attracted to is like, yeah, so Hey, like, you want to get a bottle of wine? You know, like, and you can't yeah. do that. So you're like, you go on the date. Tell me about it. And yeah, I'll feel like so I'm can- like on the date. For you. It's so selfish. I do it all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, we, Jordan and I get into that. Not to, not to get to plug city, but like on you up with benefits this week, uh, the, the, the hugely popular you up with benefits. People really enjoy the show. Uh, Jordan and I talk about someone trying to fix me up and we read the text exchange. So if you want to sign up for you up with rip benefits, it apart. yeah, we rip it apart. <laughs> we just slam this idiot. No, I, uh, uh, we go, if you want to sign up for you up with benefits, it's, um, you either can subscribe on the, on the Apple podcast app, right where the show is on the show page, or you can search you up with benefits on Spotify, three bucks a month, uh, two extra podcasts a month plus, Early episodes, no ads. So if you want to get involved with that, go check it out. There's a new episode. We and Jordan and I kind of switch off, right? Getting personal. This was my week yes. to get personal. This is your week in the uh, yeah. the, the hot seat, as as <laughs> the older people say. 
That's right. Um, I don't know. I think this conversation that we're having kind of leads us to our like first email. The um, the the logic versus emotional aspect of the dating game. Indeed, it does. Okay. Do you have I'll any other it. announcements? Do we have anything else? Oh, obviously, guys, get tickets to our live show. It's like this, but even more fun, even better, <laughs> even more interactive. Um, it's you up live. It's going to be a town hall in New York City on December 8th. I know a ton of people have already gotten tickets and we're really excited to meet everyone. Um, and it's it, uh, not to interrupt, but it, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's going to sell out. So get your tickets now. Assemble the group chat. Um, it's an interactive show. Your, your friend who's not a podcast person, this is the way to get them into the show because are they a, are they a fun, interactive show person? Because they probably will be. So that's a person to bring to the show. And maybe they don't become a podcast person, but they will have a good time. This is a planned event. Jordana and I are already in the dance studio choreographing the moves. We're really getting ready. So... Get those tickets, uh, betches.co slash uuplive21, betches.co slash uuplive21. It's in the description of this episode, December 8th. It's a Wednesday. What a perfect Wednesday night for the group chat, right? Perfect Wednesday night. Starts at 8. Get some drinks before. Get some drinks after. It's going to be great. Yeah. During it. and after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> During, before, after, yeah. Exactly. Let the audience know where else they can find you for stand-up. Dallas, Texas this weekend, uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, Perrysburg, Ohio, Buffalo, New York, and of course, the live You Up podcast. So go, go, go. JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. Tickets, tickets, tickets. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. All right. Well, I'll read our first email. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, Jared and Jordana. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and have been listening since 2017. That's when we launched. We're almost at our four-year anniversary. Look at that. I mean, this lasted longer than some relationships. (laughs) All my relationships. (laughs) It's our long, longest relationship. Actually, this is my longest relationship. I, I was going to say, I, I think I started dating Mike right before we started. So um, he's slightly longer, but you know. Wow. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Well, this is my longest relationship. This is Jared's <laughs> longest relationship is with you, the listeners, and me you... as his fellow podcast host. That's right. Jared, I'm seeing you in Dallas. 
And I hope you all plan another U Up live tour soon. When you do, I'm there and I'm bringing my boyfriend with me. Love it. This podcast has gotten me, me and my friends through dating in college and beyond. There were so many coincidences where I'd have a, I'd have a dating conundrum and the next episode would have the answer to it. Y'all are truly doing the Lord's work. They say, ask and you shall receive. So here's my question. How do you know when you're in love? Your episodes cover how to date, how to be a better you, when to break it off, how to communicate your needs in a relationship, et cetera. And thanks to you both, I'm now in a happy relationship. However, I've never been in love with someone before. Sure, I've dated a lot of guys, but how do you know when you truly love someone? I'm self-aware enough to know I'm analytical. I research everything. I like to make data-driven decisions to optimize outcomes. What can I say? My, the boyfriend says he knew he was what he was getting into when he found out I went to Harvard. I promise we're not all like this. Ooh. <laughs> Small brag. <laughs> <laughs> When he knew, my I like how she tried knew. to. I like how she tried to make it like a kind of a bad thing. <laughs> she could have said Ivy League school. She could have. I no, I like. I went like when school. Harvard people say they went to Harvard. Yeah. I went to school in Cambridge. Boston. That's what a lot of ha- yeah Boston. <laughs> that's what a lot of Harvard people do. I, I appreciate the straight up. He knew what he was getting into when I went to Harvard. <laughs> like, can't not be read that way. He knew I was better than him. This is a question I've yet to find an answer for besides studies that say, on average, men say I love you after dating three months and women after four and a half. And 39% of men and 23% of women say I love you within the first month of dating. Man, there's a lot of people that are just like looking at their boyfriend or girlfriend like, right. oh, is that the numbers? Yeah. It's like you're not up to stats. Right. Jordana, you talked about the romantic versus practical in relationships. Does that same logic apply to love? Is love logical? I guess it depends on how you define love. Love is an emotion. Love is a choice. Love is a commitment. How do you know when you love someone? Would love to hear your thoughts and collect more data points. Hopefully this helps (laughs) some other people out there as well. Thanks so much. Signed, Data Driven. I mean, can I start answering this question by saying I don't know? (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit here. <laughs> right. I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, you know, when you're in love, right. when, when you, you know, after I... tingles, when you see. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, like I <laughs> like I'm not going to be like a bachelor contestant who's like, I'm just looking for my person so that can sound more profound. Like, I don't know. Like, if, if I knew, I don't know. Right. This is um, I think this is the hardest part about being in a relationship is you kind of become this silo and then you kind of interact with these other relationships that are silos. And you have that moment where like no one ever exchanges notes. You like, you you know, you never like, so are are we, you know, are our fights as bad as your fights or, you know, arguments are, are, are our good moments, the same good moments that a good relationship is having. You don't know, like you, you can't, it's, there's no comparable. You have to like kind of trust your own, because God. you never you never really know what goes on like behind the closed doors of a relationship and also like i think with love it's like to try i mean i don't again i agree there is no real answer to her question mostly because i think it's different for everyone i don't think it's like everyone sure. feels exactly the same like being one way like everyone's heart drops or or heart sinks when the person walks into a room, like, and that's how, you know, you're in love. Like, I don't think that that's like true for everyone. I don't think that that's like a universal thing. I think it's kind of like, and love itself is like, 
not like it's like an objective thing. No, it's not like you're in it or you're out. When I read this email, I was like, well, I guess I look towards my like my family. And, you know, like if you took if you honestly put on a sheet the people in your whole family and you had to separate them into categories of like, I love that person. I'm okay with that person. Like, and you did it with fa- like family. We're all just like, yeah, I love my family, and you, right. but that's such a blanket thing that it can't be true. Like, and is it in love? Is the is other it question. in love? Right. And so, and it's like, how do these people make you feel? Like, what relationship in your family would you want to, you know, kind of re rehab with? the sexual component. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that, sounded, that came out very weird. This came out weird. I, you know what I'm trying to get at? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. No, like, I think it's like, yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's, um, I guess family love is different than, yeah, I, I, I listen, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I, family love is different than the love you would have for right. a partner. But you know, I, as far as what it fills up inside of you, like emotionally, I would say that they're similar now. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine. I think it's kind of like, again, it can mean, a, and then what that means is different for every person. What what love, yeah. I think, feels like is different to every person. I think, like, it almost doesn't matter, right? Like, what it's like, what it feels like. I almost think that's, like, besides the point. What I think yeah. of, of say, saying I love you to someone, to me, is a a signal. It's more about mm. the signal. It's like going to Harvard. doesn't necessarily, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if you're not smarter than every other person, it signals that you are. Right. You by you telling that us that it comes with a whole host of other th- generalizations that we make about you. So yeah. if I say to someone that I'm dating, I love you, that means less like, well, what is that like? What does that feel like to you? And more like to me, that's a signal that they're like, I want to invest more in this. I see this going somewhere. I enjoy spending time with you like to to define it. I don't think that's like a definable thing it's not fair to define because again different for everybody and also like i guess you're saying the love means something you know like this means right where i'm headed i think societally saying that means like i feel very strongly about this Mm. like if so you know what i mean like if someone if, if you broke if you said i love you to someone and you broke up with them the next day they would have a very strong case against you for being like the bad guy, right? Well, can uh, that's fine, but can you love someone while also knowing they're not your lifelong partner? I guess I'm thinking more of like the beginning of the relationship while like the first time you would say it to them. But like okay. you're saying, can you love, can you, I would say, I mean, like you're saying, can you break up with someone while still loving them? Is that yeah. the question? Um, I guess you could. I mean, I think that you could, I don't think you would break up with someone that you felt like you were in love with, but you could break up with someone and respect them and still feel like they're a great person. But I assume that if you break up with them, it means you don't want to keep spending time with them. I know. I, I, I I don't know. I, I, it got me on this, like, uh, this road, like the person's really asked, I, I guess you're right. It's funny that we read the same question and thought of like two different, like, you're thinking of the beginning of the right. relationship. Why would I'm, I say I'm I more love? like, right. Yeah. Like if we're dating and then like it's three months in and you say to me, like, I love you. And then the next day you're like out, like I would be very surprised. I would be much more surprised by that than if you didn't say that to me. Totally. I, 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 that's totally agree. I, I, 
I guess it's like, how do you know you feel it enough to say it is what this person's asking. Right. And in, how do you even know what that feeling is? And I, to me, that kind of in the beginning of the relationship, it's like even asking yourself this question is like fear of like, can I ever take that back? And it's like, you can, you can, you know what I mean? Like you can, right. you know, like asking this question is like, if you say it, like, then it's like, this is held against you. Like, like I, how long is that held against you? You know? like Yeah. And I also think it means different things to different people. So just because someone says it to you doesn't mean it means the same thing as you saying it to someone. So like, totally. there are people who could say, I love you after like, Oh, two weeks and because they like feel it and other people who like grew up in homes where no one ever said that and they like mm -hmm. it takes them years to say it you know mm -hmm. what i mean like i don't think that but it doesn't mean they don't feel strongly about you i think it's like a lot of it is about like what does that mean to you and how do you apply it but it's not like i don't think i think she's trying to apply logic to a something that's not like a scientifically objective thing let me let me also say to this person, and this is just I, I the only way to answer this because again I don't know you know like mm -hmm. I I want to reiterate I uh, I am we are in no way experts in telling you how to relate to love but I'll say I've said that I love you to people that I did at the time love and that's changed for me yeah you know, like it doesn't mean how it has to mean forever well not even that person how I relate to what makes me love someone has changed. You know, like the that feeling has changed. You know, what a saying I love you and I'm sure people in ten year marriages would say the same thing. They would say like when they said I love you year one, it was it was a different I love you than year ten. I would have to assume that. We're not all just living 100%. on this one on off switch. I also think your definite like you said, like your definition of it changes. I think I thought I was in love with people that like now I look back and I'm like that wasn't real you yeah know what I the, mean? The, the things I cared about back then were kind of stupid you yeah know? <laughs> like, the things I cared about or just like I was in love with like this like roller coaster feeling that I like felt for this person and it made me like feel more drawn to them mm -hmm. but that is that love if they weren't you know what I mean they <laughs> they never really even like dated me but I was like so I was so obsessively and compulsively thinking about them that it was all I could think about for you know days or weeks like does that yeah. is that is that real love or is that like a like a drug like a drug addiction L yeah listen, <laughs> <laughs> I mean some would say it's the addiction I right. I would you listen if we could literally spit in a cup and it would change a color to let us know when we were in love that would be a billion dollar industry you know like we, yeah. everyone would buy it everyone would spit in the cup and swish it around and see it come up pink and just know because we all want like and this is also like a very i do believe this is a millennial trait to and i think we talked about it um I actually had Logan Yuri on my podcast recently. Oh, cool. And she, and she, yeah, and it's coming out, it's out last Monday, but she brought up a, the, that we're Googlers, you know, like <laughs> we want to Google the answer. And I noticed that about myself a lot where it's like, I need to know what's at the restaurant, how the restaurant's going to be. Right. And again, and this have, goes back to the conversation about dating we yeah. had in the beginning. 
but the thing, with, with with dieting at least you have a scale I, that's know? the thing like, yeah right <laughs> right like, like we're all kind of yeah. <laughs> living in fear of buttoning up this shirt and missing one of the buttons and having to unbutton it all the way down and that's where it comes to this like i don't want to say i love you if it means that uh, you know we're past that point and now i'm fucked and now i'm locked into this i love you you know and it's like you can't really live life that way yeah and I mean, I don't I guess we're still not giving her like a, a real answer, but I don't really think that like there is one. I think like what again, what what love means to one person is, can be totally different than what it means to another. And only you know that and how you define it for yourself. I don't think like I mean, the way that you define it has to mean the same thing for as someone else. This person should just say it. Sometimes it feels good after you just say it. Like, I, I know this sounds like bad advice, but like she's if she's talking about the beginning of the, her relationship it's like the beginning's all about to me like a being a bit selfish like here's what i like here's the type of person i'm into here's what makes me feel good oh this person does it for me good and then you slowly move towards not being as selfish and sometimes the i love you is like it, it opens up things for you it opens up it, it kind of gets you over a hump that's probably bad advice. I don't know. That's I don't know. I think thought. it can make you if you if you both feel that way, it can make you feel safe enough to become more of who you really are. Yeah, I think that's you know? fair. And I, if you if you're taking an I love you to hold it against someone, then you're you're fucked. But like, right. Uh, you have other issues. But if you know, I think when the I love you is freeing, then that's kind of a good relationship of two confident people. Yeah. And I just think it like, again, to me, it's more of like a signal. Like if someone said it yeah. to me, I wouldn't be like, well, why? I'd be like, no. well, I'd be like, With okay, me? well, yeah. I'd be like, I would, I take that to mean like you care about me and you like want to continue being with me and you enjoy my company. And like, yeah, I think that's kind of what it means to me now again like I, I think back to when i was in my mind i was like i'm in love with this person who was just like withholding from me mm -hmm. and i didn't really even know them and so like i do think and i don't really I, again like is that like who who's in terms of like the the fiending for the person that's more than mm -hmm. i have day to day with mike now i'm not like he's not like i'm not constantly thinking about what he's doing and who he's with and where he is um mm -hmm. like it's a very different <laughs> i love him very much and it's very different probably much more real kind of love but it's but it's it's less consuming i totally. would say I, well because it's not unhealthy yeah, consuming. that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, yeah, that's a healthy um, love, I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I totally agree. What do you have a moment that you're like? Do you remember saying "I love you" to Mike the first time, and what that meant to you? Yeah, I think we were like on a, we were on vacation together. We were like in Florida, and um, it was just like we were having a really good time. We were like, and you know, it, it felt like it was like a turning point of our relationship of like getting more serious mm -hmm. and you just were like i love you i love you i don't care who knows it was it like that or was it just like a no it was like we had a few drinks and i finally got the <laughs> the courage to say it you know love it that's yeah. i mean that's the thing it's like uh again like the courage like this this yeah. person like they're not gonna mathematically 
work out the data not feeling nervous about this. Right. The only way out is through. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows when it comes to the plant-based eating debate there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy of course we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Let's go from love to love making. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. Send in your story, UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Hi, J&J. Big fan of the pod. It's my favorite pick-me-up to listen to on my way to my horrible job, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you're staying positive. Um, Ever ever since I first heard this segment on the pod, I knew someday I would have to tell you my story. To set the scene, Many years ago, senior year of high school, don't worry, we were of age. My long-term boyfriend and I sometimes had a hard time finding a place to do the nasty because obviously we still lived with our parents. We had a big group of close friends and would share our favorite secret spots with each other to go do the deed. We always would look forward to our parents going out of town or secretly getting hotel rooms. Is that something you did in high school, Jordana? I was not having sex in high school. Me so neither. I, so I, so I know secretly I, getting hotel rooms. This is like when you see someone's TikTok and they're like, "Yeah, we're in high school," and they're like dressed to the nines, and you're like, think back of like, you know, those TikToks are like when I was in high school, like and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, slow dancing a mile away from each other doing Awkwardly. the Macarena. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, whenever, I mean, like, it's, it's funny, like whenever it feels, this feels like a movie version of high school or like Laguna beach. I'm like, oh, I was not cool enough to be doing like the, like, we're getting a hotel room to have sex in high school thing. I, 
even my parents would make fun of me for how behind it felt like my <laughs> high school was. My parents were like, no one dates? And I'm like, why? I was like, that's a really weird way to say Jared doesn't date. <laughs> <laughs> From a different era. Yeah, yeah, they're like, they, yeah. They, I guess they were making fun of the high school, but secretly making fun of me. Um, yes, nobody's. <laughs> you nobody just has realized. a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, it just, just hit me. Yeah. Twenty years later, I remember. The parents are assholes. Uh, okay, <laughs> so let's get to it. One of my boyfriend's best friends was going out of town with his family for a week. He knew we would want a private place to hang out, and I guess bang. He told us we could go to his house while they were away and use his room if we clean the sheets before they return. I, I mean, he gave us the garage code and it was a plan. This is an incredible amount of trust from the friend. And what a friend. They're young. I, I could see I could see why only someone in high school who's never had someone like move their shit around in an annoying way would sure. do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's so many places. I guess, yeah, I'm 36 thinking as a 36-year-old. Right, like, like, don't touch my stuff. I don't want you having sex yeah, in my bed. Right? <laughs> I yeah, I, two other people fucking in my bed? Get out of here. And then also, they're going to, like, the amount of opportunity to get caught, the bed, the, the high school kids cleaning sheets. Like, right. I didn't even know how to turn on the washer-dryer in my house. This feels, yeah, this feels very not well thought out. No, Why? but I mean, that's high school kids. Mm -hmm. Fr I, I can't believe we ever thought in high school we were getting away with anything. And I can't believe some of us did get away with things. Like, how dumb were some of these parents, you know? Yeah. Um, now it's making me paranoid that, like, if I ever have kids, that they're going to be letting someone else do this kind of shit. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and then you start to understand why the parent why the parent exists that's like I'd rather have you do it in my house like that seems like that's like a dumb I would never do that but I can see why that's something that they a parent thinks is a good idea right you yeah, know, yeah. Like, now it, you relate more to them than the kids yeah <laughs> Friday night comes along we go to his house have fun and leave. It was so fun that we decided to go back on Saturday afternoon. Oh, my God. A little little day sex. Uh, we, we put in the garage code, went upstairs to our friend's room, started to get at it. We were both about to finish, and we heard a car pull into the driveway. Then we hear the garage start to open. We're naked in his bed on the second level of the house and panicked. They're not supposed to be home until tomorrow, my boyfriend says panicked. It's bad enough to be walked in on by your own parents, but to be walked in by your friend's parents who don't know that we are in their home as they return from vacation. At this point, it's not about the sex. We technically were breaking and entering. Yeah, I agree. This is horrifying. <laughs> our friend noticed our car down the street. He texted us and said, be quiet. Escape through the window. I'll play the piano downstairs as a distraction. That's the weirdest part of this whole thing i laughed hysterically at that part when i first read this i was like who gets home from a family vacation and like let me just run to the piano and break out into song. mom dad i'm gonna play chopsticks <laughs> da, 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 da. like what especially like immediate like we're, we just get out of the car everyone's tired they just got back from like road trip or whatever yeah, that's the first thing 
I'd be like, Tommy, shut the fuck up. I'm tired from the flight. Right. What? <laughs> I agree. It is crazy. It is, but it is very high school. Like, I do understand, like, he's working with what he's got. Yeah, I mean it's impressive. It's a good friend. Mom, Dad, look, I can play the drums on the <laughs> on, uh, on the pots and pans. Like, how what, to like, what I, <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of energy after this flight home from vacation. Okay, so his bedroom window is right above the garage, and as we were trying to climb out onto the roof of his his parents could perfectly see us from the driveway as they're unloading the car. We watched his dad go into the house for a moment. We climbed onto the roof and ran across to the other side. He had to jump on top of the fence, jump off, and make a run for it. Long story short, his parents never found out, and to this day, it is one of my favorite stories to tell. I am mortified at the thought of what would have happened if his parents had caught us and how awkward it would have been. Oh, and the worst part, neither of us got to finish. I... Wow, that's the worst Yeah, I guess part. that's the worst. <laughs> uh, I hope this wasn't too long, and I can't wait to hear you guys call this one. What you guys call this one, sincerely, Horny Roof Runner. This is um, a wild story. Yeah, there's like some Spider-Man action. Like they're like... Totally. Seems like it's from Parkour. a movie. No, this is, <laughs> I mean, this is from, I mean, I wrote down as the name John Hughes movie Fuck. Like, this is a John Hughes movie. Like, what does this John is Hughes do? 16 Candles, Pretty okay, in Pink, yeah, yeah. The Breakfast Club. He's done all the vacation movies, but he's okay, just, yeah, like, known seems just like that. for these types of hijinks and antics. So, I yeah, it's just, um, that was my first thought. Is like, this is American Pie. This is, like, this is a scene from a movie about coming of age. Right. Yeah, definitely. It feels very American Pie-ish. It also, like, brought me back to the suburban bounce house that you used to live in. What do you mean? Like, I grew up in the suburbs. I am unapologetically yeah. from a suburb outside of a major city. And I, I, I think a lot of people now are apologetically from a suburb. Like, a lot of people, are like, get, like, weird when they talk about it. Like, I grew up in a very idealistic town like you know Needham is right outside of Boston like the the high school looks like it's out of one of those movies like everyone okay. hung out within the town you knew the police officers like like my oh, town wow. was very much that way and like New York is a little more transient because the train system makes it so like high schools would like I, I'm sure like you went into the city every now and again like high schools would get together like our version like there there really wasn't there was almost like a Smallville wall around my town. Like, and also there was one high school. So like everyone kind of knew of everyone. You knew the streets. You, you, it's just like was one of those towns. Like you, you right. have a football game that weekend. Like everyone just was a, just a small town guy, Jared. just a small town girl <laughs> from a lonely world. You know, that's me. So okay. I, I, this brought me back to those memories. Like running from the cops is a memory for me. Like when you leave a party, like, right. oh, yeah, we yeah. got to jump the yeah. fence to run from the cops. And it's like then you exchange stories as if there was no like as if cops didn't have guns and would arrest people like you didn't talk about it like that. Right. You know, it's just, this reminds me of that. She's like she's like, technically, we're breaking and entering teehee. And it's like, no, yeah, this is a this is a felony. Like, like yeah, they probably would have been fine, though. 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Would you rather have your parents walk in on you having sex or your friend's parents walk in on you having sex? It's an interesting question because I thought of a different question, but I, I'll answer yours first. I would rather um, the friend's parents. Okay. Because that kind of like, yeah, you know, you're going to get in trouble, but you're kind of a stud to those parents now. And you're like, you don't have to see them like every day. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to see them and your parents hear through it. Your dad is kind of looking at you like, what were you doing? You know, like right. in, in whose house, you know, like it's as opposed to like in my house that I pay for, you know, like that, right. the way you get yelled at is a different type of yell. I think totally. What would I'd you prefer- rather? I would also rather my friend's parents. I feel like it's just like less weird. You know, I just won't go over it for a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to hang out there. I mean, and when you do hang out there, like, don't put your feet up on the table. Like, don't right. get cocky. Don't make know? it. Don't <laughs> make yourself feel too at home. No pun intended. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right? Okay. Um, yeah. Like, what would you do? To you? Here's the, uh, the I had a different would you rather. Would you rather be the person who's fucking or the friend who let them in if they got caught? Like, let's say they got caught by the the friend's parents catches them. It would depend like I would on think like, it's more it's more embarrassing to be the friend that let them in. Like you're you're what this guy's assistant to get right. laid. Yeah, like, what? he seems like a little bit of like a loser almost. Like he's like, right? like you're how like you're you're playing the piano to distract yourself so this <laughs> friend can like get off the hook. Why up. are you doing so much for this friend? Right. I get it. It's funny you say man up. Like I do think of this from the guy perspective. Like I don't know how. How does the woman, the the young gr- woman, get yelled at in this situation? Like, is by the family? Like, what? It- yeah, I think it would be more annoying to be. The, I guess it would depend on his relationship with his parents. But I assume, like, mm. if he's going to the lengths of playing the piano, um, like, probably. I don't did, know. She did make it seem like they all did this stuff for each other, so it didn't right. feel as much like a loser. But I would feel like a loser. If my parents walked in on a friend of mine having sex in my bed when I haven't even had sex yet. Right. Yeah. You're also like the one having more fun. Yeah. My dad turns to me and he's like, and what you a loser virgin <laughs> helping your friend get laid. Like, Right. In my house. In my. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be annoyed about that. Yeah. I would be too. I don't know. It's And that's like, you know, that that's just high school and insecurities i guess it was really tough to think of a name for this i'm just gonna go with maddie's she came up with the great well, maddie thought of maddie thought of some good ones go ahead i'm yeah. sorry sorry she came up with the great escape felony fuck banging and entering all great banging and entering that gets my vote that's really good like i had one. john john hughes movie fuck um accomplice sex and then i had partner in crime i was really hung up on the friend who did all this work for that person like <laughs> I was, yeah they deserve uh i don't know what do kids what do high school kids get each other's gifts i, I nothing a beer nothing. A, a rack a rack of beer that their brother got for them well <laughs> like, yeah he deserves unlimited um entry into whatever home you may have in the future or your current yeah, he, one to have sex with whoever he wants he gets to fuck in your bed Da, da, the rest of da. your life. Yeah, da 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 da. 
Why are you playing the piano? You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Let's do another email. You ready? I'm ready. Go for it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Okay. Hey, Jane J. Huge fans and our first time writing in. Our first time writing in. This is what from the whole you, group chat. What would Jared say is a common theme amongst our friends? Thanks so much. Yeah, uh, right? What the fuck? <laughs> this podcast is a co-host. Um, <laughs> this is a question from the group chat. Can I make two to three times more than him? Background, we're all 35 to 36. Think summer house on the east coast of Canada. Our group of girls is the classic smallish town story. Left for the big cities, made it in our careers, then decided to move back to the east coast to settle down and leave the rat race. I don't know if that's like super classic story. (laughs) No, usually you settle down when you've like found the person in your big city, right? Yeah, I don't think it's like, and then we went home. All we all went the whole group went home. Still single. Single? Yeah. Yeah, that, that isn't the class. Maybe in Canada they do it differently, but they're like, well, we did the city. Good day. You know, <laughs> time to go. Right. I got my maple syrup. Time to go back to the East Coast of Canada. Like, I don't know how that works. This actually seems very like the opposite of the classic story to me, but okay. Yeah, it's definitely different, right? Yeah. I mean, to me, this only makes sense, actually. They go to the city. They have great careers. Pandemic happens. They're like, fuck this city. Let's get a house in a town with a, you know, like let's do, let's let's go get a house that's bigger in a town, simplify life, which a lot of people did. Sure. And and then they went back because they could work remotely because their issue is the only like their issue kind of speaks to that. To me, yeah. To me, the way I guess classic in like a pandemic-y way of like, but I don't yeah. say I wouldn't say like overall classic no. i think the, the more classic story is we went to the city got good jobs made a lot of money met someone got married then moved back to my hometown to raise my kids there 
that's the classic story. This, yes, this is like, this is a different, this is a, I, you're right, pandemic story sure. more than classic story, yeah. The quote unquote problem is we all now make, we now all make two to three times what most guys around here make, or at least most single ones. None of us care how much they make, but every time they end up seeing our places or the vehicles we drive, they all keep harping. That's all they keep harping on. We've all tried to either be upfront about our so-called bouginess or hide it for as long as we can, like take Ubers instead of drive. It ends up playing out with them talking nonstop about us being the breadwinner, or they start talking about lifestyle and how low key they are, or just flat out tell us their salary. Now, <laughs> I make 50 grand. Okay. Okay. Stop. Okay. <laughs> no, we know you're both going to say it's the types of guys you're dating. Stop dating those ones. The thing is, there's not a whole lot of choice here. We're lucky if they all have their teeth, a job, and are emotionally stable. <laughs> LOL. So, our question is, how do we bring this up slash ease them in without scaring them away? Thanks for solving all our dating problems. Small town boss babes. So I guess from the clues they've given in the email, east coast of Canada is where they've moved to. Are they like, and, and they were in the big city, so I'm assuming, again, this like feels Toronto? very pandemic. Toronto or Montreal moved to Nova Scotia. Okay. Like, that's where I'm, that's the only, because Nova Scotia has a lot of, like, brawny men dudes that are, like, hockey player, just like, I've met Nova Scotian dudes, and this kind of tracks feels like that. And I, okay. and I've met Toronto women and there's not a lot of, you know, I don't know where else you're making two to three times. And again, because they're making two to three times what most guys around here are making, I would assume they're doing, um, remote. what's it called? Uh, remote work, which, okay. Right. Um, my advice would be like, why are you in this town? Like you're yeah, single. You I'm could go, you. you could go anywhere. Go someplace where like the lifestyles of the people match your lifestyles and you feel like you could get you have more in common with the people that that's the you're dating. That is the beauty. That's the beauty of being single is that you're mobile and that yeah. you're you, there's like nothing. You're not there's nothing to compromise your life for. There's nobody else. It's there's nobody in your life being like, well, if we're going to have kids, I want to be around my parents or. If we're going to have, you know, I want to be in this town or I or I work this job, so I have to be near this thing. You know what I mean? Like when you're single, right. you can make a move, you know, and so that's to be honest, that's like why people pay more in rent. It's even in yeah. the pandemic, like because you want to be around people who you are sort of there's a barrier to entry for the, it's like you're going to get a bigger. I'm sure they could get a bigger, nicer place. In yeah, well, maybe they got the bigger, nicer place and they're realizing the place isn't as important to me as the relationships I'm making. You know, yeah. that, that that's okay to say. Um, as far as, you know, so I actually sent a link to you. This is an issue that's going on right now. There oh, was an Atlantic article, uh, and I'll just read, and the, the this is uh, colleges have a guy problem. A recent viral news story reported that a generation of young men is abandoning college. The, pa the pattern has deep roots. And then it says American colleges and universities now enroll roughly six women for every four men. 
This is the largest female male gender gap in the history of higher education, and it's getting wider. Last year, U.S. colleges enrolled 1.5 million fewer students than five years ago. The Wall Street Journal recently reported men accounted for more than 70 percent of the decline. So this is happening. And this is kind of why a podcast like this exists, because we're talking about modern dating. It doesn't all have to be about your phone. It can be about the dynamics of like. I'm making two to three times more than a man and a man acts this way and a woman acts this way. And how do we figure out what the dynamic is now? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Just to open this up. Well, a I, bit. well I did find it interesting. She, I guess she's not saying like, we don't want to date these guys. We're totally. saying those, these guys seem to not want to date us or to have issues with, with. Yeah. They have a problem. Us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I that might have to do with, you know, again, like what you said, like maybe you got to go back to a city where people can understand that's a possibility. You know, right. like like if, if you're saying everyone in this town can't believe it, they, they, they are screaming out what they make on a yearly basis because they're so they feel so guilty. I think in a major city, you know, there's a lot of women that will write into this podcast that be like, my higher salary intimidates guys. And I would right. argue I'm more intimidated by someone who has no career. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't still, I don't fully understand why that is. Why that is when you, when you say intimidated, intimidated or turned off, I guess turned off is the, is the I, women use the word intimidated. So I'm a mad. I, I would say that, like, there's a lot of women that are like, I have this, I make this much and and I would say the city women like I'm think in a city you're more I would assume that you're more likely to meet other people that are driven and they are turned on by someone who's driven. Right. Like, I I think like you know if you're in a city and you're working towards something and you have a hustle of some sort and you're working towards you know your career and trying to make it in something whatever it is. Right. It's a, you know you don't want you want them trying to do that too so that there's an understanding of like of how your time is spent totally and i think people are turned on by people who are doing things that they like want to do or respect or like uh, for me like i feel like i'm turned on by like traits that i don't fully have that i'd want to have totally you know oh I, mean? I, I, I totally agree i mean i um, had three women at the show in austin and they came up to me and they were like so nice. They're huge fans of the podcast and everything. And we're talking. And then, then I'm like, well, what do you guys do? And they're like, we're doctors. And I was like, doctors came to my show. <laughs> right. You're like, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm like, saying. You're impressed by something that you're like, I like, you know, I'm, I'm totally incapable of this, but I think it's so cool that like you could, I wish I could be, you know what I mean? Yeah. In that sense. Like, I can't even, I, I'm more impressed and turned on by that. So I, again, like they, you know, as a solution to them, the types of guys you're dating, stop dating those ones. I would say any guy that like is sitting there taken back by your success, like, I don't think it's going to work out. I think you are that person. It's not that something you're going to like right. figure out with them. You're not going to be like a match for that person. You want to be with the person who's like, oh, it's so like, I, I love that you, you know, make more than me or even, you know, what I mean, someone who else who's trying to just be like but a little it's more weird to, make, to me. It's weird to make it about money right away. 
You know, the minute you make yeah. it about money, like it shows something about you. Like if, like when someone says they're a doctor, I'm not like, how much you make doing that? Like it's not like, <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, like, it's about ambition, I think. Yeah, I'm, right. uh, yeah, I'm more like, what do you, what do you, what, what type of doctor are you? Like, what do you, like, what do you do? And like they were like, they were like, we're gynecologists, and I was like, ah, uh, don't make the joke, don't make a joke, don't make a joke. You know, like I'm sitting there being like, don't be an idiot, be on your best behavior. You know what I mean? Like don't like. Right. I don't know. It's just, it's more like you're like trying, like you want to be around other people who are like trying and they like, and I mean, it's funny because it's like, it can seem like, Oh, like I'm like, it seem like, Oh, am I being like snobby? Right. Am I being snobby? Cause I, 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 I don't think these girls are at all because they're saying they want to like make the guys feel better. But are would people say that our advice is snobby? Like go, but be by your own upper class kind <laughs> leave the other like leave the leave the unambitious people to marry each other like um i do like i don't there might be I an could element see how someone could, someone could pull that from that but i would say that that their insecurity like i you know i i just think listen jordana i mean to put this forget small town big town you own a major company a media you are a media mogul of sorts now, thank you. You you, you <laughs> went on dates with men that you had to have known you were making more or were so quote unquote worth more than. In that scenario, how did did they show their colors? Did did that come up? Did you do you feel anything? I'm, I'm sure you weren't dating toothless men, but I did. Right. You, do you have a similar thing? I mean, I lived, I've always lived in New York City and there's like, mm. there's not a huge shortage of like ambitious men who like, I, I, I do feel, I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I've heard people say that, like, how, what do you feel like, do you feel like men are intimidated by success? And I think those that are like, you don't like, they just wouldn't be a match. You wouldn't really go anywhere, but not because they're intimate, just because they're, they're not like looking for someone like you. They're looking for someone different than me. And like, well, you also use the, you used a very specific word, ambitious, you know, ambitious isn't rich. You can be ambitious towards a career that doesn't, that isn't a big money career. But I think if someone's ambitious, then they like game recognizes game. You know, like right. ambition recognizes ambition to me. If someone's like has a huge problem with like making less than you, then that means they have a huge problem with your ambitions. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, and I think that's like that's the thing or they want to be like the person in charge or they want to be like the person who's like who gets I mean, to me. It would, if they were intimidated by that, by that, it means that they get their self-esteem from that. And that this is undermining their self-esteem, which means like we probably wouldn't be a good match if their person's looking to date someone who's going to like not work and take care of their kids. Like that's probably not going to be me. I I agree. I had some extra advice for these people that I think would be helpful them, helpful for them. They should take vacations to cities, not beach vacations. They should go and have yes. vacations in cities that they could hypothetically move to considering they if you can make two to three times in your podunk town then you can make money in a major city so i would go i'd go all across canada i would go to toronto montreal vancouver let's do some some vacations with this group and set your hinge to that place 
and at least you have the numbers to kind of protect you. Maybe you guys get a large apartment for a month. Maybe you do a month in a city, and you see how that feels in a different city. Yeah, you certainly can afford it. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. No, I think that's a good idea. And I feel like I remember like being I, first year out of college, I lived at home on Long Island. And mm. like there wasn't really anyone to date there. And I remember totally. thinking like I want to I want to move not just to the city, but I want to move to the part of the city where like I would be I would want to date someone who lived in that area. Like totally. Yeah. You want to be around people that share the ambition and right. and you want to be around people. You know, like that's another exactly. thing. Like, yeah. That's, you know, we have a lot of people that are like, there's nobody in my town. It's like, well, you got to put yourself in a position where there's people, you know? Yeah. And that's the beauty. Again, that's the beauty of being single. That's why the people yes. are usually like single in the big city until they meet someone and then they leave. <laughs> the classic tale, not the, that we know yes, and love. The more classic tale. Uh, let's play some games. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hi, J&J. Love the pod. Been a listener for a few years and brought the group chat to one of your DC live shows a few years ago. Got a red flag or deal breaker for you. But in this case, it's more of a pick the bigger deal breaker. Okay. Let's get to it. Love. Uh, I met this guy from an app for a drink tonight. My first time going doing this in a while and our time together was fine. But by the end, I just wasn't really feeling thing, moving things along more than a drink. We said our goodbyes. And when I got home, I started recapping the date to my sister over text. I just recently moved to where she's lived for a few years during the pandemic. I didn't really tell her much about the date before, before, other than the fact that I was going, didn't share his profile or name or anything. I figured I would handle this dating thing on my own for once, but that's the last time I'll do that for sure. After <laughs> <Okay>. describing, <laughs> That's the last for me. Okay. Uh, after describing him in the date, she asked me for a picture of him, which is when she starts laughing so hard, sending me rapid fire texts. Turns out they used to see each other a few years ago. Nothing super serious, but spent enough time together that you could think that they would, you would think he would remember her. She was in a photo or two from on my profile. And though she's married now, we would have had the same last name at the time he knew her, which is not a super common last name. And she came up a number of times during our conversation because we spend a lot of time together. I should also mention that we are both notably very tall and definitely look like sisters. Most of the time, people say we look like twins. I had no idea they knew each other or that she dated slash slept with him until after the date and still have no idea if he realized. And honestly, I don't care to find out. My sister and I had a good laugh about this. And now I feel way better about not really feeling the first date vibe. So while this is definitely a deal breaker for me, I'm curious, which one do you feel is a bigger deal breaker? You accidentally go out with the person who used to date your sibling and they don't remember them despite the fact that they were together for a few months a few years ago. Or you accidentally go out with the person who used to date your sibling and they do remember them and choose not to mention it to you, go on the date anyway, and just pretend the previous relationship never happened. For me, it's really weird either way, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Signed, could have accidentally been Eskimo sisters with my real sister. This is a great email. Um, I don't agree with them that it's a definite, it's a choice between two deal breakers. Do you? I think if they didn't remember... It would be, I, I mean, if they remembered and they purposely went out with 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 your sister, I think that's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. That, and, but right. again, these things can happen. Like you can, you know, hook up with someone, go on a dating app a few years later, 
match with someone and then go, oh, shit, you're that person's sister. Let me just be up front. Right. And then let them have all the information to to go on the date if they don't think it's too icky. I mean, I'm sure there's married couples that are like that this scenario has happened for that. Every scenario right. has happened. She the didn't more really icky- say she didn't say like how much time exactly they spent together. It said one drink. No, from her sister, her sister. Spent oh, it was just like a few months. But I guess they were just hooking up or something. I guess. But uh, yeah, but I guess the, the more deal breaker E of the, but I would say the more deal breaker E for me would be them knowing, but I can't yeah. imagine they would not know. Like, right. how does that, they not, how do they not know? That's the thing. If she's in the pictures, she's in the profile yeah. pictures and like, they look very, very similar to me. It's like, and he's in the town that they, they like if he didn't switch towns like if all the t- if, if him and her were in the same town and then like it's not like they he moved to like across the country. Do you know what right. I mean? Is that it could like, shake up my memory a little bit. Is it possible for a guy to be that oblivious? No, it is impossible. Okay. I, I don't believe for a second that he didn't know what was happening. I can understand that he was like, I. I can understand that's awkward to bring up. Would you I still have go? Matched, I have met. No, I have matched on dating apps with people's siblings and they then realized to. it and then realized it later on and then been like, and then the conversation would be about the sibling. Until you still I go kind of, out with them. No, faded away. Right. I, I just, I've had that happen. So I would say. And and you just kind of like acknowledge it. The, when you see it, you go, okay, be nice. I I was just kind of nice, and then kind of just let it die off. You right. Know? That seems like the way to do it. That's the way to do it. I mean, so it's it's just. But I do understand like matching. Like it can get to a point. I don't understand going on the date and never mentioning it. Yeah. I would say yeah. So I would say definitely we prefer they don't remember. Yes, but that's not a human being. Okay. Impossible, <laughs> but preferable. Impossible. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do another. You ready? I'm ready. Hi, J&J. Love the pod. Thanks for all you do. I have a red flag deal breaker for you. What's the deal when a guy, when a guy wants your first date to be at his private social club? Ooh. Seems like, seems like a question for a guy that might be a member of the Soho house. I was, I was thinking of you when I read this as well. <laughs> Obviously. For context. I just matched with a new guy on Hinge and almost immediately he bought he brought up going to a party at NYAC this weekend. To be honest, I had to Google what it was. New York Athletic Club. Is that a private club? It is like, a private club. I didn't know I've that been, was okay. I, I'll tell you a quick story. Um when I used to sell life insurance there was this older guy that worked at the um, at the company who like liked me or whatever, and he invited me to go to his workout class, his his karate workout class with him. And he was like sixty years old, and they give you clothing, and it was just like out of a curb episode. Like we're dressed, so then I went with him. I don't know. I, I was like, sure, I'll go. So it's just him and I doing karate and matching New York Athletic Club. I think it was New York Athletic Club, but he brought me and it looks like a gym out of like the 1960s. Like it just looks old. 
And I just thought it was so funny, me and the 60-year-old man doing karate one day in a class. Just so, you- <laughs> so that's your NYAC story. That was my experience. I think it was NYAC, yeah. But they Is have a social- Is it called NIAC? Club. Yeah. Okay. That's sort of- New York Athletic right. Club. I mean, okay. it, there's a social element to it as well. Okay. Um, to be honest, I had to Google what it was, but it's a members-only private club in New York City. He went on to ask me there for drinks as a first date. This seemed like a weird choice for a first date spot, and I was on the fence, but gave my number anyways. Once he texted me, he immediately brought the club up again in our conversation. This makes me think he's obsessed with being a member there slash name dropping it. I think it's more the name dropping. Uh, screenshots all below. Is this guy just trying to impress me with his members only status? Is it a weird flex? Not so humble brag. Am I being too judgmental? for not no longer wanting to meet up with him. If it matters, we're all we are both 29 would love your thoughts here. Thanks for all you do. More of a dive bar girl. OK, so we were ready to read it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm so I'm her. Go for it. Yep. From the east end of Long Island originally. What's the occasion for the party? Oh, cool. I was in Oyster Bay last weekend. Already name dropper. There's a, there's a party at Nyack uh, Friday for Oktoberfest. Ooh, how festive. Not bad, right? Very on brand for the season. I approve. What are you doing tomorrow? We can grab a drink at Nyack if you're free. I can't tomorrow, but would be down to meet for a drink next week. Prop easier to text me. Then he texts. Now he texts. Hello, blank. This is blank from Hinge. Remember me? Hey, how's your day going? Good. Went for a haircut, got in the gym, uh, had a nice lunch, dealt with idiots. How's yours? Ha ha ha. Oh no, what did the idiots do today? They wouldn't know any better. LOL, guess that's on brand. I love that phrase. <laughs> this guy's great. <laughs> where, where are you tonight? I made it to Nyack. LOL, I'm sensing an obsession with Nyack. Is that your spot? Uh, obsessed. Spend as much time <laughs> here as at home. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> What's... <laughs> What's the height? Come and see. <laughs> That's not a good description to hype it up. That's what uh, she said. That big. Yeah. I, I. So what do you think, I w- Jordana? I would say it's less about like the obsession with Nyack, although I do think he's like trying to push it a little bit, like to like show his some sort. Like he is trying to use it to somewhat impress her, I think. Yes. But. More than that, I just don't really feel like they're vibing. No, like they're not via text or or the or the dating app message before. Like it's funny to bring this back to the very beginning of the episode when you're talking about like should I should I not go on the date? Like is it worth it? Is it go like to me? This is one where I'd be like, I don't really know if this feels like we're like we're on the same page as each other. Like I might just skip it because like I'm not like vibing with the person. It's got to feel like a ping pong match, a fun ping pong, ping, ding, 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 back and forth, some banter. Like right. even the banter doesn't really, it no all. No one's fu- like, you know, it's not hitting either way. <laughs> she writes, ooh, how festive. Not bad, right? And it's like, he's not really playing to the same beat as her. That's what I'm saying. And to me, that's the bigger deal breaker than like, I guess he's saying it like a little too much, but if that, if he's truly into that, then like that's who he is probably not a match for you. Totally. And not a match. I wouldn't go on the date, but I would also say, I agree with you. This isn't, 
I thought for a second he was obsessed with it when she, but he, he brings it up. There's a party at Nyack Friday for Oktoberfest, and then she says, "Oh, how festive! Not bad, right?" And then, and then he brings it back. It's not like he invited her to the Oktoberfest. That's strange. Right. He brings up Nyack about Oktoberfest, which is that is kind of cool. Like it is cool that they do stuff like that. And then when she says, very on brand for the season, what are you doing tomorrow? We can grab a drink at Nyack if you're free. Like, oh, we're going back to the place that you thought would like. It's why, weird why are you inviting me to the original thing? Invite me to the that or invite me out for drinks. It doesn't, you know, why right. are we still in that land? And then when she says, listen, I want to hear what is, what what makes you like it so much. He's like, come and see. Come and that see is him trying to brag. Like, let right. me show you my world type of thing. I agree. It's also like I it speaks for itself. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, get it. you only you only get it like once you're in it. Yeah. You, know yeah, yeah. you, can, like, you can, can't. It's unexplainable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would I just so I think thanks to this podcast, I have gotten into the Soho house. Have you taken a date there? No, Um, okay. I have, but it wasn't datey. I, br- I brought a woman there um, that I was somewhat seeing, but it wasn't a date. So, it, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, okay. it wasn't in that way. It was like, I'm here when I come hang. Do right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I would never, I don't think I would ever bring a first date there. Yeah. I think like, I mean, I would probably be turned off by this a little bit too, just because of how hard, like she said, he's kind of pushing it. It's not like in passing. Like, and I think that a lot of guys are under the impression that like women like that, like whether it's private social club or like show up in like a Porsche or like something like, do you know what I mean? Like, sure. and talk about it a lot. Like, I feel like it is not that it's not like attractive to like be a part of an exclusive club or have a nicer thing, but it's really only attractive when it's like unsaid. Yes, that makes sense. I, 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 no, it makes sense because if anything I've learned from this podcast is there's nothing hotter than a plant. Like right. no Porsche can out hot a plant. A plant with a Porsche. Now right. that's okay. Now we're wet, but it's you can't Porsche your way out of a plant. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. Where it's like if you make a plan. And then it involves like, hey, and I want to bring you to this place that I really in passing um, or maybe you go out to drinks and the drinks go great. And hey, I know this. This has been a lot of fun. Would you want to come with me to the to Nyack? I I think it's a cool bar. Now it's like you've thought of them. It makes sense in the course of a night. You have rolled out a certain red carpet that wasn't really, you know, had to be was unsaid as you as you put it as you put it so good well right yeah there's a difference between saying like do you want to ride there or like do you want to ride in the porsche there like and the car <laughs> happens to be a porsche versus like yeah, saying yeah. you know what i'm saying totally i i think <laughs> it, it is very interesting i've thought a lot about that like just the like i i do believe any plan can be made hot like, i agree porsche or no porsche like and we went to central park and he bought me a hot dog and then we walked for hours. Like that's a guy who had no money, you know. Yeah, like, there was a, totally. you know, like, but he still made a plan, you know. I agree. So I think this would be. I, 
I don't know if he's pushing it so intensely that I feel like it's totally a deal breaker, but I don't think that like they're vibing. So I think it should be a deal breaker for her. It's I agree. It's more in the way it's happening. Right. Than what's just happening at all. Just doesn't feel like this is going to go anywhere to me. No. Let's do one more. You ready? Let's do it. Hi, Jane J. Re- I recently matched with a girl on Hinge. And after a couple of days of chatting, I gave her my number. About an hour later, I saw that she had viewed my LinkedIn profile. I thought this was odd. <laughs> she fucked up. Yeah, okay. Doesn't understand the private setting. I thought this was odd, so I half-jokingly asked why she was creeping on my social media. Without hesitation, she replied that she was looking for mutual connections, ambition, skills, probability of being a murderer. Am I wrong to be turned off by this? Is it, an, is it normal for women to sleuth around social media of potential dates before meeting them? And to be so open about it. <laughs> is this guy new to earth? Is this guy your parents <laughs> asking about dating in high school? <laughs> I wouldn't. Is it normal for women <laughs> to Google you? To Google you? To look you up on social media? Yeah. What a desperate loser. I would. Uh, yeah, right. I wouldn't have a problem if she asked for my Instagram or wanted to FaceTime to see if I'm legit. But why LinkedIn? You cannot find my social media, including LinkedIn, by Googling my name or number. So she specifically searched me on that site. Her response makes me feel like she is trying to gather additional information about my career to determine if I'm date worthy. For me, it also takes away from the mystery and excitement of the first encounters when you begin to learn more about the person's background. Is this a red flag or a deal breaker? Sincerely, thought I set my LinkedIn to private. Um, this email makes you a bit of a deal breaker, sir. I was going to um, agree with that. <laughs> I I think that, and listen, I, I, I'm, I'm happy they listen to the podcast. I, I, I appreciate the email. I understand where the questions come from, but the yes, first of all, everyone's looking up everyone. Totally. If you're not doing it, that's fine for you, but everyone else is doing it. It's a slight rookie move to click the, I'll give you that, to click the That's LinkedIn. That's yeah. But I looked up every guy's job that I've ever been on a date with on LinkedIn. I just wait to see it in the Google results. I usually wouldn't Totally, yeah. But like, fine. I also, I think that she responded in a really cute, funny, joking way. That she was like. Uh, was, yes, I totally you know, agree. Mutual connections, probability of being a murderer. Like she's joking. She's like having fun, but she's not like denying it. I think she responded perfectly. Yeah, and it it delves into the and the reason I say to the emailer, and I hope that they take this with um, take this in the way I'm I'm saying, and I, I, it, it it you sound a little you doth protest too much, sir. He's, and it's, you're projecting. A, you're projecting. There's a there's a little bit of like, oh, she doesn't think I'm date worthy, and then it becomes, are you not? proud of your job is that a part of it like i can only get into your insecurities not her her insecurities and i understand he's not thinking of this because no man i didn't think of this at a certain age i would never think of getting murdered on a date she even joked about the murdering but the joke about the murdering is a joke because it's true to life that women have jordana right there's there's a there's a fear that you are trying to date your biggest predator you know yeah, and here's the thing. Even if she did want to look at your job and see if you were date worthy to her, that's also not that big of a deal. Why do you think people look not at each other's pictures? You look at each other's yeah. pictures to see if you're, if I am attracted to you, maybe one day am I attracted to your job? It's another thing about you that someone can choose to judge or not judge. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
in the way that I would not call someone shallow for judging someone's pictures, I couldn't call them shallow for judging someone's career or ambition or things like that. And, right. and it's different, different strokes, different folks. And again, we're all trying to find our match, you know, so, you know, when you get, you know, held up on to gather additional information about my career to determine, determine if I'm date worthy, you're not looking at it from the right perspective. I had an email on my podcast that kind of blew up on Instagram. We put up the video and it was this woman who the guy just wouldn't give any information. She couldn't find anything on her, on him. And then she was like, I just want your last name. Like, and he wouldn't give it or something like that. It was just like very specific. Right. And she had had issues in the past where she's like dated married men. And she was like, I'm so I'm a little bit uneasy. And like, and it's like this guy was so not giving information that you go, it's time to bail. If, if right. you know, there's a reason for everything. What's he hiding? I, I know. And I can't believe it because on my Instagram, the video kind of got beyond my audience. You know, like it blew up in that kind of way. Right. The comments from the people defending the people who it, it is so wrong. It, and what they do is they live in the the moral mountain it's it's a it's a technique for arguing online where you go where you make someone else the crazy person because you make it a moral argument you're like oh well i guess everyone's on so not everyone's on social media and they make it about you being on social media too much and making that too much a part of your life and you're like that's not what this is about at all it's about being right. forthright and everyone has an imprint of some sort and in understanding that the person that you're speaking with might feel uncomfortable going out with someone that they've met through an app because these stories do exist of people getting hurt or yeah. taken advantage of. Totally agree. And like, again, if that's the best way to see it, you're not a match, clearly. Yeah, there it is. There's lots more information. You don't <laughs> want to give it date shouldn't happen there's so many yeah. dates that could happen that shouldn't happen and given the apps make dating so much easier like let's weed out things that don't feel right yeah this is the dating podcast for not going on dates is our <laughs> message. <laughs> listen we did it again go. we saved dating again jordana we did it i'm so proud of us we're going to be back on Sunday. Make sure you share, let people know, send this to the group chat if it helped you, give them a timestamp, and uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Indeed. All right. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.